0: Welcome to The Hidden Palace with Skyblaze.
1: Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Uh, Yes, I am back and welcome everyone to another season of The Hidden Palace and today I am going to look back uh, over an arcade board which I briefly touched upon a couple of years back which is the Sega Model 3 Uh, When I last looked at this we covered a few games but I thought it was worth taking a look at the board itself and then a few of the games that were released for it Um, hello everybody who is in the chat, so we've got, uh, Dawan, Resident SD, My Husband Gray Four, Pocket and Leary, uh, Nicholas Electric Boogaloo. Um, it's not always new voice recording as far as I know. It's the same one. Uh, you're listening to it on new headphones, perhaps? I don't know. Uh, and don't worry about it, Electric Boogaloo, it's all fine. Um, you have some requests in this show, so... Let's carry on. Sega Model 3 was released in 1996 and was the predecessor to the Hikaru and Naomi arcade boards. The Model 3 uses a pair of real 3D Pro 1000 graphics processing units in an effort to have it display as many texture polygons on screen as was possible in real time. Along with allowing the use of several several newer graphical techniques at the time including multi-sample anti-aliasing, motion blur, facial animation, uh, spectacular highlighting, reflection, shading, and multiple light sources. These were all pretty much state of the art at the time. And thanks to all of these processes and the techniques involved, the Model 3 was considered to be the most powerful arcade board released at the time compared to the others which were available during that time period. So now that we know about how powerful it is, let's take a look at some of the games you will find on the Sega Model 3. So I'm going to start with L- The Lost World Jurassic Park, which was released in 1997. Uh, this is an open rails shooter that sees you playing as members of the rescue team, sent to Isla Soma to try and ro- locate Ian Malcolm and Sarah Harding, who have gone missing on the island. Uh, Nicholas Mod saying maybe it's been a while since I heard it, but I have am got new headphones in December. Yeah, it things tend to sound like surprisingly different when you're listening on new headphones. It can make a, a surprising amount of difference to what the, the kind of way that things sound. <laughs> we lost the world draft a missing poster. <laughs> I'm gonna have a bit of music first, and then I'll continue talking about the Lost World Jurassic Park. Um, We had a whole bunch of requests so I'm only going to play one track from uh, Lost World Jurassic Park, the arcade version Uh, Partially because we had a bunch of requests and partially because the music is actually not that inspiring It's very kind of generic pseudo orchestral and it's not that great So I'll have one one track and then I'm going to play a track from the Jurassic Park Mega CD game Which in my opinion is far more interesting so have a listen and I'll be back after this music break to talk a bit more about the Lost World Jurassic Park arcade game on the Sega Model 3. Enjoy! Jurassic Park on the Mega CD track 19, because unfortunately the version I have does not have any uh, track names and before that we had the last Lost World Jurassic Park Arcade, Moving Targets and a few more people have joined us in the Discord chat so hello to TCB and Twinnie did I miss anyone? I don't think I missed anyone Right, where was I? So, uh, in the Lost World Jurassic Park, uh, you are equipped with tranquilizer guns and you play across five different levels based on environments from the film where you can take down various dinosaurs such as velociraptors, tyrannosaurus and the venom spitting... ...delophosaurus? I think that's pronounced. You also have opportunities to rescue fellow humans who are being attacked by dinosaurs. If you're successful, then you will be rewarded either with a weapon upgrade or additional health. A year later, an updated version of the game called The Lost World Jurassic Park Special was released. This version had an enclosed theatre with an 80-inch projection screen, improved speakers and hydraulic seats which can rotate and rock from side to side in time with the actions on the screen. You also got additional haptics with recoil in the light guns and bursts of air, which really makes you feel it when the Tyrannosaurus roars at you. I think I've seen this being used in a video, but I've never seen this in the wild, and I don't know if it actually made it outside of Japan. Um, So if somebody happens to know that, please let me know. Okay. Uh, resident SD is posting uh, gifts of um, dank pots. yeah Gray four introduced me to Dankpods. Um He's quite mad I mean relatively fairly entertaining and I do like his snake um, but he's pretty mad or is that just something to do with Australians? I mean I, I know a few I've worked with a few and they're they, they tend to be a bit mad. Not quite as bad as New Zealanders. The Kiwis are pretty mental. What's Electric Boogaloo posted? Who oh, is that? The arcade. Oh, that's pretty shiny. Yeah, that looks like the version that I've seen. Pretty cool. Uh, I got that the right way around. Yes, I have. Is there anything else going on in the chat at the moment? Uh, Twenty says that they are here for the Sega education. Please and thanks. I will do my best. Um, Skyblaze starting wars tonight. What am I doing this time? <laughs> a pocket letter saying, "I tell you what, in Mad, in the same week, Dank Dankpods did a video on calculators, and LGR did a video on a vintage Nugget MP three player." <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if they if they like told each other about that. And they both mentioned each other in videos. This fails to surprise me. Because they, they all seem to know each other. It's it's pretty scary. Anyway, let's have some more music then. Um, so, another track from Jurassic Park on the Mega CD. And this is track 26. And then our first request of this evening, and this one is from TCB. So, good thing that he actually arrived. Um... So, we have From Virtual Fighter 3 Underground, Sarah in the Subway. And after that, I'm going to talk a bit about Fighting Vipers 2. So, stay tuned for that, and I hope you enjoy this music break.
0: Gavi and you're listening to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze on Radio Sega.
1: to mama now no one has spotted anything right no one has seen anything amiss good so that was Virtual Fighter 3 underground Sarah in the subway which is requested by TCB um the sound at the beginning, I think it was meant to be like a subway train going past, but uh no right. It did sound a bit like a TARDIS kind of far off in the distance. Interesting. Maybe it's a TARDIS disgu- uh, dis- disguised as a subway train. I don't know. And before that, we had from Jurassic Park on the Mega CD, track 26. Still don't know what the names are. And next up we have Fighting Vipers 2, which is the sequel to Fighting Vipers, obviously. Released in 1998, you'll have access to all of the main human fighters of the first game along with two new characters. There is Charlie, who carries a BMX bike on his back, similar to how Picky had a skateboard on their back. That can't be comfortable. For one thing that the, the pedals would like dig into you, surely and, uh, hmm, and it it must be heavy, so I'm not really sure how how practical that is for a thing. I mean the skateboard's a fairly small light thing comparative to a am I overthinking this? I think I might be overthinking this. Now uh, the other character is Emmy, a young girl with a teddy bear mech given to her by her grandfather, because obviously. Similar to the first game, your fighters are wearing armour, which can be broken off the more damage you take. Once removed, any attacks you make to your unarmoured areas will take additional damage. One addition this game has compared to the previous game is the introduction of the Super KO which is a super powerful finishing move which, while slow to pull off, will finish the fight in one hit. However, in order to be able to pull this move off, you need to have lost all of your armour, so it's kind of risky. One other addition this game has is the introduction of the root system, which depending on how well you fight will provide you with an appropriate opponent and difficulty for the next fight thus eliminating the need for the arcade operators to tweak the cabinet's internal settings to make the game easier or harder. <laughs> Griff was saying best granddad ever. Here you go, child, I have built you a mecha. It is shaped like a teddy bear. There's a get-in-the-robot Shinji joke in there somewhere, but I'm not sure what it is. Chat has gone quiet, so I guess we're having some more music then. Um, so from Fighting Vipers 2, uh, another request, this time from Electric Boogaloo, who is always very reliable when it comes to requesting music, it's great. and They requested Third Signal, and then after that, for again from Fighting Vipers 2, we've got LSD. So, I hope you enjoy these, and I will speak to you again after this music break. Well, I'm going to talk about some racing games. One racing game in particular. Enjoy.
0: to The Hidden Palace with the wonderful Skyblaze only on Radio Sega. Well, I guess if you're here, it's not that well-hidden, is it?
1: That was from Fighting Vipers 2, LSD, and before that we had, also from Fighting Vipers 2, Third Signal, which was requested by Electric Boogaloo. Now, next we have Le Mans 24, which uh, was released in 1997, and being a racing game, you can probably already figure out what the object of the game is. You race against other cars to try and reach first place. What this game does include though is three races, two of which are sprint races where you complete three laps of a circuit to try and get as close to first place as possible. But there is also the 24 hour endurance race, which Le Mans is famous for. Although despite the name it doesn't actually have you race for 24 real-time hours, which is probably just as well. Uh from what I've seen of the videos, it's about eight minutes in real time to complete the full twenty-four hour uh race. Twenty-four hour inverse commas race <laughs> Um Um I posted a gIF in the uh, Discord chat of uh an incident at a Le Mans race where one of the constructors miscalculated the aerodynamics on their car and some of the cars started trying to take off when they reached a certain speed. <laughs> the gift <kid> amuses me. Um <laughs> Uh, ElectroPukaloo is saying for all those who have Dreamcasts and do like racing games, the unrelated but still very good Le Mans 24 hour uh, test drive Le Mans is w- still worth checking out. And Pocket Lear is saying, I have something analogous to a Dreamcast. And they're saying it's a PC and an internet connection. I mean... Yeah. I, I have a Raspberry Pi which may or may not be configured for certain things and Gary says he was actually fairly sober when he recorded the ident for uh for this for Hidden Palace which I played earlier um it doesn't sound like it maybe you were just excited so it's to be recording an ident for me which is very nice right back to what I should actually be talking about I should probably loop my talk better before I run out of it When you start, you'll be in the pit lane, and while you race, you often get calls from the pit team to warn warn you of hazards on the track, or to come uh, come into the pit to address issues they've found with the car, such as a worn tyre. As you play, you will overtake opponents, and sometimes you will see their cars in a state of disrepair, billowing smoke from their engine should their car break down or catch fire. Then you will see their wreck on the track for the remainder of the race. That's actually pretty cool. (laughs) Um, although, in a real race, the, the car would actually be retrieved um, by the track team. You would also need to deal with a change in lighting. As you might have expected with the race taking place over 24 virtual hours, it will get dark, it can rain, and the weather may affect your overall handling. If you manage to complete all three courses, you can then get taken to a bonus stage where you race on one-on-one against against a Porsche 917K, where you have to come in first place in one lap. And the Porsche 917 is a fast car. Gary saying, "I should have asked on Tuesday. I was definitely drunk when I hosted glitch." <laughs> Good. Excellent. Oh dear. Alright, let's have some more music then. So, another track from Le out 24, the arcade version. We've got um, ATC Domination. And then another request from Electric Boogaloo after that. We have from Emergency Call Ambulance, uh, the Attract Mode. So enjoy those and I will speak to you after this music break. Emergency Call Ambulance Attraction Mode Requested by Electric Bugaloo And before that we had from Le Mans 24 ATC Domination <laughs> What is it? Emergency Call Ambulance is one of those games where they didn't have to go as hard as they did on the soundtrack and yet that soundtrack is filled with bangers and I really don't understand why <laughs> I'm not complaining but it's a bit weird It's a bit like that whole... Um, fictionary game uh, which has a really banging title track Uh, (laughs) for some reason. So I'm going to talk a bit about the cars that are available in the Le Mans 24 game. Uh, You get to choose between six cars for the races, which include a Nissan Nismo GTR LM, a Ferrari F40 GTE. Uh, which is a car which has been featured in a number of Sega racing games, including OutRun and Scud Race, and is also one of the most beautiful cars ever made. I will not be taking questions at this time. Uh, There's also the McLaren BMW, F1 GTR, Porsche 911 911 GTI (coughs) Ahem! Flogging my throat. Excuse me. The Mercedes Sauber C9 and the Mazda 78, uh, 787B. These are not the only cars you can find, however, as they are two unlockable cars. The first being the aforementioned Porsche 917K, which is the fastest car in the game, and the other car is Sonic, driving around in a low polygon dune buggy. So I hear supersonic racing somewhere in the distance. Um. Sonic's car handles similarly to the Mazda 787B, but the Mazda is actually one of the most difficult cars to get used to handling. Uh, though if you can master it, is actually one of the fastest of the default seven, uh, default six cars. The Mazda, that is not Sonic. Why Sonic doesn't just get out and run? I know. Maybe he's trying to give other other drivers a fair chance. If you ever come across this arcade game in the real world and want to give either of these secret cars a go, you will need to input the following button combination. For the Porsche 917K, you highlight the Nismo R33 at the car selection screen. While turning the wheel to the left and pressing the brake, you hold down Start and the VR 1 and 2 buttons, then step on the gas. For Sonic, the procedure is much the same, except you hold down Start and the V1 and 3 buttons instead. I have no idea what's going on in the chat. People are talking about sheep on gurneys and the universe imploding. Uh, As usual, Radio Sega Discord chat has gone completely off the rails. I know what's going on. Anyway, moving on. There is one last secret vehicle. I am reliably informed, but I haven't been able to find out how you unlock it. Um, because should you manage it, you can race on a motorcycle instead of a car. The bike is yellow and purple with a black and white checked print on the back and the rider is wearing black leathers, a white helmet, and what looks to be a denim vest? Meh. But I, I don't actually know how you unlock the thing. If you do, feel free to get in touch. So let's have some more music then, as I am running out of time. So, uh, this is another. Mu- both of these are music requests. Uh, so, we have from Virtua Striker 2 uh, the tournament map BGM. And uh, then from Daytona USA 2 we've got Skyscraper Sequence, uh, the Takanobu Mitsuyoshi version. Uh, that was requested by Pocket Aleri, And Tournament Map BGM was requested by our very own Demon Ruler of the Radio Sega playlist, Nicholas Haman. So enjoy those and I'll be back after this for the Chipchin Corner!
0: afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. This is Nicolas Aman, the demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist, and you're listening to The Hidden Palace.
1: Daytona USA 2, Skyscraper Sequence, uh, the Takanobi Mitsuyoshi version, requested by Pocket Larry and then before that we had from Virtual Striker 2, Tournament Map BGM, requested by Nicholas Haman. Also, apparently for Skyscraper Sequence, um, at least one person, that being Resident SD, uh, didn't realise that one of the lines in that song uh, goes, uh, like a Stargate from an old sci fi movie. And that, when I realised that was what the lyrics were, was when I absolutely fell in love with that song. So, uh, you're welcome, I guess. Um, and, uh, Nicholas Amand was saying, so, so when can I expect me, my, me to be exercised? I was like, no, no, no. You're too useful. We just, like, redo the summoning circle ever so often and keep the rock salt on standby. To which Pocket Larry said, Demons being evil is just anti-demon propaganda. I never said he was being evil, it's just in case he gets uppity. This starts demanding unreasonable things like pay. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> anyway, Chun Corner then. Now the name of today's subject in the Chun Corner might be a bit more familiar to a few more of you than usual. Uh, This is because he's worked on many more modern games, including the Assassin's Creed, Borderlands, and Hitman series of games. His name is in fact Jesper Kidd, and he's got his start in game music by teaching himself how to compose on the Commodore 64. He later went on to become part of the Amiga demo scene, and subsequently found employment composing music for games produced by developer Xyrinx until the company went bankrupt. Uh, Jesper has flourished as a freelancer since then, however, working on his own to produce a number of very highly regarded soundtracks. Although most of them still include quite a lot of influence from uh, digital electronic music. Electric Boogaloo got very excited. uh, Subterranea. I'm actually going to play a track from Red Zone. So uh, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I, I did have a bit of a, um, a debate with myself about which one to use because he has done some really good ones uh, but he seems to have prog rock syndrome in that most of his tracks seem to be like 8 or 9 minutes long <laughs> so I chose a slightly a slightly shorter one uh, so this is from Jesper Kid, and this is from the game Red Zone the selector screen music so have a listen to this uh, let me know what you think And I'll be back after this to close out the show. And that was Jesper Kidd from the game Red Zone, the selector screen. Uh, I suggest checking out some of his um, other uh, Mega Drive's Lost Genesis work because he did some pretty impressive things with the Mega Drive sound chip. So, thank you ever so much for tuning in today everyone. Uh, Stay tuned to this channel for SNS with Gavi that's coming up next. And be sure to come back tomorrow as Rexy returns with the Sega Mixer Drive giving you the full rundown on the new Sonic-themed remix album from Rob KTA. As usual, if you have any idea for any topics you would like me to cover, please get in touch. You can reach me on Twitter, where I am at Blazing Skies. You can call, uh, contact me on Discord, where I'm 425499 or you can reach me through the official Radio Sega Twitter and Facebook pages. I've been Skyblaze, and this has been The Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. We've got one last track to go out on, and that is from Persona 5 Strikers, the last surprise scramble version. Take care, good night.